Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you've got. There's honey in the rock. I 
Jesus in your plan, power in the blood, healing in your hands. Started flowing when you said it is done. Everything you did seen up. I keep looking, I keep finding. You keep giving, keep providing. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep praying, you keep moving. I keep praising, you keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep looking, I keep finding. You keep giving, keep providing.
trust in you, Jesus. Oh, how sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus. Oh, how sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus. of life. Is it sweet this morning? The psalmist said, praise the Lord, praise ye the name of the Lord, praise him, O ye servants of the Lord, ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. Can we do that course one more time? And let's just sing praises to his name because it is pleasant. Amen. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, red on the ground, no matter where I go. and then I'm going to get out of the way and turn this praise team loose. If our ushers would go ahead and make their way up. Don't forget, tonight, church, 630, uh, we're going to be continuing in uh, our Holy Spirit series. we just kind of been doing that on Wednesdays and Sundays, so i am just got it all together, and we're just going to continue to, to flow in that vein. Then don't forget, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., uh, we are still in Mark chapter 4, uh, and we are going to have our Monday morning uh, with Mick. Bible study in the fellowship hall, bring bring your Bible, we'll have coffee and all that good stuff, so be a part of that, and then don't forget tomorrow evening, uh, it starts at 5.30, but celebrate recovery, uh, they do kind of meet and greet with uh, fellowship kind of stuff with some food from 5.30 to 6.15, and then they come in here and have uh, service, so if you want to come and be a part of celebrate recovery, that will take place tomorrow, and then Tuesday, as always, we'll have prayer here at the church. Our church is open from 10 a.m. Uh, to 8 p.m. We've got a group that meets at 10, and, and they pray for a while. And then the church is open all day for anyone that wants to come and have prayer. And then at 6 o'clock, another group comes in and has prayer. So if you want to come and close out the evening with them and have prayer, they would greatly appreciate that. And then Wednesday, uh, we have church. Next Sunday is our Super Sunday. Uh, we have... Uh, Pastor Chris Fields, he pastors in Pikeville, Kentucky at Oasis Church of God. Um, he comes recommended to us by a, a few pastor friends of mine. 
Uh, Chalena has been there and led worship at his church uh, once. And then I think Miss Angie and her prayer, the ladies of prayer, they've went over there and did a service. But uh, I have not heard this uh, gentleman preach. Me and him really have only met one time in person, and we didn't even know we met until we started talking and realized that he was part of a band that sung at a church service that we was at one time, and we actually met that way. So, but they will be, he'll be here on Sunday. I've listened to him online. He is a good, uh, he uh, preaches uh, very well, so you want to come and be a part of that. And then on Monday, next week, we got Monday meals. Uh, we need people to make coleslaw. And uh, we are going to do uh, hot dogs, so uh, make it a, a simple uh, meals this time, but we're going to do hot dogs. Uh, I know we'll already have um, the, the Black Diamond. We take 85 meals there. We typically, we've been running about 150 meals each week, each Monday. But if you know anyone that is a shut-in or in need of food, please make sure they know that we are doing this on the first Monday of the month. If you want to show up that day and grab some food and take it to some people that you know are hungry, please do so. That's why we are doing this. We're not, uh, you know, uh, we want to make sure people that are hungry gets food in their hands. We're not just making hot dogs for happy to sit in here and eat. So, uh, <laughs> but we really do. We want to make sure that the people of our community that are hungry and are in need of food, if they need that, that they get that. So, but next Monday, we'll have our Monday meals, and it will be uh, hot dogs, uh, hot dogs, coleslaw, a bag of chips, and uh, um, probably an oatmeal cake again or a cookie or something. So please, if you want to come and be a part of that. But we do need some people to volunteer to make coleslaw. We do, uh, last time we'd done hot dogs, we ran out of coleslaw. So we need to make sure we get enough of that this time. And if you can do that, make sure you let Belinda know that you're going to bring coleslaw. Amen? Amen? All right, that sounds better. Do we need to do the hokey pokey or something this morning to wake y'all up? Y'all, I don't know. I think we might. No. All right. We're going to open up in prayer, turn this praise team loose. Excited to see you here. Let's invite the presence of the Lord. I'm excited to preach this morning. Excited to see what God is going to do. But we are so thankful that you are here. Happy. You care to open us up this morning in prayer?
over this place, will you speak the name of Jesus? Speak the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, speak the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. When I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. There was another
on him those other things that's got your mind right now they're going to be there when we're finished here but you may not get this moment ever again come on let's worship him invite him into the, his presence into this place 
joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be There'll be another in the fire Standing next to me There'll be another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever
Church, you know that I'm not one that tries to make a, a church service out of something that's I need to obey the Lord this morning. And Jared, would you come up here? Yes. Well, some of you men come up and get behind Jared. We're going to pray for him. As you sit back there with your hands raised, <laughs> I can see the light of Christ just shining on you. And I know that you've got a story. And by many people that disqualifies you. But God wants you to know that man don't qualify you. He does. And you're called by him and not by, not by the ordinances of man but through God. <laughs> and what you have struggled with thinking has disqualified you. God's going to take all that mess... It's already started, but he's going to take all that mess, and he's going to use Jared, who everybody else said no, but he's going to use that mess. He's taking you somewhere, and you're going to see the lost one through your testimony, through the words you speak to them, your story, your story that everybody said disqualified Jared is going to be the story that God uses to see people birthed into the kingdom of God. <laughs> There'll be another in the fire Standing next to me There'll be another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever
no greater feeling than to speak a word over somebody and they just look at you and say, it's already happened. <laughs> Psalm 62. Psalm 62. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture, and it's verse 11. God hath spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Jack, do you care to? pray this morning. Amen. Hug somebody's neck, shake their hand, let them know you're glad they are here this morning. Again, it is so good to see you. The psalmist said that power belongs to God and I think as men and women of God we need to understand we have no power outside of God and yet we want to be the ones with power power happy belongeth to God we are living in such a power-conscious time. One of our greatest characteristics as mankind is we have a desire for power. We just we want to be in control. We want to boss people. Uh-oh. We want to lord over people. But we live in a world that is so power conscious. We're looking for, in the world, you look out there right now and we're such in a firestorm as far as the world goes. You've got a war for political power. We've got a war for physical power. We have a war for military power, atomic power, hydropower. Whatever power is out there, we are fighting for that power. Nations are being driven, Robbie, to control the world. Everything that we do in a nation now is to try to become the most one the, 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 the biggest of the world powers. It started on ships. Now we're we're fighting with, with satellites and technology. 
We've come to a place that we want to control the air. We are now in a battle for space. I heard somebody say, the one who can control space the quickest will rule the world. Our craze for power has driven people to some of the most drastic measures. They've changed the whole culture of the world we live in just to be in control. We've had dictators throughout the years that would choose to be so powerful that they would wipe out an entire nation of people just to be in control. Genocide, just to be in control. There is a power that comes from a higher source. And power belongeth unto God. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So all this fight for power, and really, Lisa, we're still powerless. We have to realize that God is omnipotent. He has unlimited power. God is able to do anything he wants to do at any time, regardless of what we say or think. We are powerless to that. We cannot change that. God always has the capability to do whatever he wants to do. Again, he said, let there be light to darkness, and there was light. He has unlimited power. He is mighty. And he is the almighty. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Job says, I know that thou canst do anything. Jeremiah said, there is nothing too hard for you. But Jesus gave us a promise that not only does he have power, but he said, not only do I have power, but I want to endue you with power. Not nothing I can do to myself, Chipper. He said, I want to endue you with power. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. All power belongeth to God. Go wait in the upper room and wait until that power comes down because there's no power down here that even remotely relates to that power. And I just want to throw it out there. He does not endue us with power to swing from the chandeliers and to, to have church. He endues us to power with power to serve and be the church. Jesus promised his disciples, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That word power, again, we've talked about this several weeks, is dunamis, dynamite. It's the word that J.J. used on good times. Dynamite. And if you're below 40, you probably have no clue who J.J. is. 
you're my age, you might not know who he is. That word actually from the Greek means ability. The power to accomplish or finish anything. The God of the impossible and doing us with his power to do the impossible. We're going to talk more about that this, this evening. What it means to be endued with power. But it means to be clothed with. It means to be wrapped in clothing with power from upon high. You shall be endued with power or clothed with power from upon high. You see, this is why it's so important to understand. It's not about you. Ouch. It's not about you. It's not you. It's all him. It's the spirit of God that is effectually working and operating inside of us. I struggle with people getting behind pulpits and, and, and TV shows and talking about all that they have done. It's not for our glory. It's all about him. This, this building has conduit all the way through it. And it's what's in that conduit that gives this building power. In order for you and me to carry out the mandate of the Great Commission, we need to be equipped with his power. Not just that I got saved and, and God gave me his spirit. No, I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand, it was the Christians that were in the upper room. Not lost people. There was something that happened in the upper room to Christians. It was Christians who, that God opened up heaven like fire. Holy Ghost fire swept through the upper room. And they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And you cannot change scripture. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You can't pick and choose what we believe in the Bible. You can't remove that. For it is the power of the Holy Ghost, Christ, that ministered to the people in the upper room. I think about that and I look at the anointing that was on Christ. Listen to this. This is God in the flesh, Jesus, walking the earth. And the writer Luke of, in the book of Acts said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How? He was endued with power from the Holy Spirit. Jesus, God in the flesh, and yet the Bible says he was with the Holy Ghost and with power. Luke chapter, I think it's chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost... 
It went on in that same chapter and said Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. We're talking about Jesus needing to be full of the the Holy Ghost. Oh, pastor, we're in 2024. You don't need to be preaching this kind of stuff. No, that's what's wrong with the church. We've stopped preaching this stuff. Oh, you can have your best life now. Let me tickle your ears. I'll pass the offering plate at the end, and you can give me more. Uh Uh-oh. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. That's what the church should be doing. That's what he's anointed us to do. He relies on the power of the Holy Ghost for, for miracles. Do you think you need to rely on the power of the Holy Ghost for miraculous miracles? How many wants to see miracles, signs, and wonders following us? We need the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus told them, Terry, wait in the city of Jerusalem. Go into the upper room, stay there, be there until you are endued with power from on high. John 14, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Why did he go unto the Father? He said, I must go so I can send you another comforter, the Holy Ghost. And he is going to come, and he's going to testify to you the truth. we're planning on doing greater works, we better be endued with power, clothed in power. Christ told us to go. But he told us to wait until we are endued with power. And then once the power fell, then he said, go and preach the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's Boone County. There's places in Boone County that are the uttermost places of the earth. Didn't even know some of them existed. We have people out here who are fighting on empty and not full. I heard someone say true love for christ begins at the cross while power for true service begins at pentecost the biggest need for the churches of america today is the power of pentecost that's why most of our churches in america are running on forms and fashion because we have denied the power thereof What's, what's, what's beginning to happen is, is the world is smiling at the church and they're befriending the church. They're deceiving us and we are forgetting the most important part of Scripture. James chapter 4 verse 4, and this is in the New Living Translation. He said, you adulterers, 
Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? And I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. That's strong words. The church has become so entrenched in this world that we have forgotten what it means to pray in the Holy Spirit, to, to live a deep, full, and conquering lifestyle. We're defeated because we're so entrenched in the world. We're weak and anemic in the church because we are so entrenched in the world. Oh boy. The church is getting to a place that we just exist. We're a building. We're just here. There's no abundance. There's no supernatural. There's no abounding. We are just here. Church, God did not call Fountain of Life just to be here. He didn't just call me to, to pastor and just, just be a here church. He's called this church, this church. I'm not preaching to no other churches. I'm preaching to Fountain of Life this morning. It's called this church to be anointed, to preach the gospel to the poor. To, he sent us to, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. The recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them which are bruised. That's what he's called, Fountain of Life. There are way too many utterly powerless churches, and I do not, and I refuse to be one of those that are just happy living a low-level Christian life. God said we could have abundance. Why not take it? I want abundance. God said we could be filled. Why not be full? It's a choice. The thief. Cometh not only to steal, kill, and destroy, which he is doing a good job at, but I, Christ, Jesus, have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Church, we have a choice in this thing. I have a choice this morning to have life. Or I can allow the enemy to keep doing what he's doing to the church, steal, kill, and destroy us. We don't have to be up today and down tomorrow. I don't. I don't have to feel like I just have to conquer one day at a time, defeated today and up tomorrow, repenting today and sinning tomorrow. We don't live that lifestyle, church. I want myself, I want this church to have overcoming victory. And it only comes when we are clothed, when we are endued with power from up above. The question I get all the time as Pentecostal, well, aren't all Christians, don't they all have the Spirit? Yes. It's the Spirit that convicted you. It was the Spirit that converted you. It was the, the Spirit that, that sanctifies us. In fact, Romans 8 9 says, but ye are not of the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man hath not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Having the spirit 
and being baptized and filled with the Spirit are not the same thing. Well, pastor, yes it is. No, it's not. The disciples had the Spirit before Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In fact, the people outside were thinking, my goodness, are these people not foreigners? And here they are, they're speaking our language. They were marveled. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. I highlighted that in my notes. And finding certain disciples, Christians. People who have been saved. And he said to them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed, since you converted, since you became a Christian? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that you should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the what? The Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues, and they prophesied. When we get saved, we have the Holy Spirit but not the fullness. Paul in Romans 15, 29, and I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Paul again in Ephesians 3, 19 said that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Paul is speaking of the blessing of the gospel in these two scriptures. But then he goes on in Ephesians 5 and 18 and says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So Pentecostals, that's not a one-time experience. It is a continual thing. There wasn't just a time that we got full of the Holy Ghost. No, if, you are tr if you're full today, I promise you, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're probably going to be empty tomorrow because you're pouring into somebody else. Paul's talking about when we're filled with the Spirit, there's a point, Arville, that there's an overflowing. There, we become the conduit to bless other people. That power that God has given us from on high was not to come and sit in a chair on Sunday morning. It was to go out on Monday morning and be the church. That's why we're filled with the Spirit. We become the river of living water that lives inside of us. That encounter we had is so much that I can't keep it for myself. i got to go out and give it to somebody else. Christ wants you to have life. He wants you to have it more abundantly. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The church is on a drought. Oh, boy. He said, flow. Flow. My grandma had a farm on Big Ugly. And she had one of those shallow wells. And I can remember having to go pump and prime that thing to get water. And I can remember her getting mad all the time. 
That thing needs pumped and primed. Get out there. Y'all go. You know what to do. It kind of reminds me of the church. He said flow, and it seems like all we're trying to do is pump and prime. And I can remember, Lisa, I can, I can remember it like it was yesterday. We would go out there, and we were happy we would pump, and we would prime that old well. And then you'd hear, <laughs> gargle and grumble, gargle and grumble, gargle and grumble. It's like the church. Pump and prime, and all you hear back is gargle and grumble. I'm not going to stay there long. I think y'all got my point. Why is it that we are seeing a lot of Christians and we have no results? We're trying to work in our own strength and our own power. And he's saying that we need to draw our power from the Holy Spirit. He clothes us with power. He endues us with power. The early church leaned hard on the power of God. And most importantly, they expected results. I would venture to say, and I'm going to be gracious and say, that 60% to 65% of people walked in churches this morning and expected nothing to happen. Matter of fact, I could feel it in the atmosphere in this church this morning. We had our minds somewhere else. Acts chapter 6 said, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of Libertans and Cyrenians and Alexandrians. And of them, Sicily of Asia, disputing with Stephen, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. So they killed him. I, I can't argue with this guy, Happy. He just keeps spouting stuff out, and I ain't got no rebuttal. So let's just stone him. Let's kill him. The bloodshed of men like Stephen, that was the seed of the church. The, through, through martyrs, the church was birthed. We... I don't, I don't think we realize and understand why we're standing here today. What people went through to get us to where we are right now. Go, if you've never, go by the book, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and read what people went through so that you and I could have church today. Go read what they fought through to, to birth the early church. They were persecuted, and it only drove them to do more. We're persecuted, and we're like, Pastor, you probably don't want to preach like that no more. They, they heard you on Facebook Live, and now the courthouse and the Madison Civic Center and this place, and they're talking about us. Good. Invite witches into town. We get evil spirits in our town. Don't like it. Don't listen to me. 
Don't participate in it, church. It's evil. We can call it, oh, they're just having fun. It's evil. Don't invite evil in our town and then wonder why we have evil present. Oh, boy. It's the truth. We wonder why we're powerless churches. We're inviting every other power into our community, and we don't want the power of God in our communities. Everywhere they went, the love of God filled their hearts. Their hearts burned to tell the gospel. Miracles, signs, and wonders followed. The power of true Pentecost. You look at the early church and today's church. Something is missing. They relied on the Holy Ghost. We rely on men and women. Happy they relied on the Holy Ghost. We, we, we relied on money. They're relying on the Holy Ghost, and we're just trying to find new methods. Souls mark their progress. Numbers marks ours. We have gotten so caught up in the world that our hands are full and our hearts are empty. We've gotten our minds and our lives so caught up in the busy of the temporal that we have no time for the eternal anymore. We've gotten so much to do. and We don't get anything done. We've got too much time with people and not enough time with God. That's why when we lose some of our old timers, it's heartbreaking. And people say, well, somebody will fill their shoes. No, they don't. What one used to do out of dedication, it now takes 10 people, and you have to pry them to do it. What used to be one spoken word of God, that was the path. Now it takes three committees and the approval of somebody else just to have another meeting, to have another meeting just to get what we need done, done. What used to be anointing is now entertainment. How have we come so far that we have forgotten that the church was birthed from Pentecost, the power of the Holy Ghost? We've got a bunch of Christians running around naked and we're not clothed with power. And we wonder why we're messing up all the time. We wonder why our churches are becoming tombs. Because it's not your talent, it's not my talent, it's not your power, it's not my power, it's not your qualifications or my qualifications. Peter was a fisherman. And through the power of the Holy Ghost, God clothed him in power. He stood and he preached and he watched thousands of people in one altar call. And the church, we're just trying to, we, we, we would rather have programs than power. And it's killing us. My goodness, we can go to Chuck E. Cheese and get what we get here. We, we want amused. We want amusement, we want entertainment, we, we want the recreation of church. Well, pastor, it's 2024. 
Yeah, but I still think reaching people is far more important than anything else. That's never going to change. And if it does, we're in trouble. Praise team, come bail me out. We need power. The Spirit of God fell on the day of Pentecost. Fell. <laughs> Listen to me. The power of Pentecost fell. That's what drew the multitudes. The power is what got the multitudes there. If you want to feel Fountain of Life Church up, let the community start talking about the lame walking, the blind seeing, the mute hearing, the cancer gone, other diseases gone, the doctors wondering, how in the world did I get that diagnosis wrong? You didn't. There was just a higher power, a stronger power, a power that only comes from above that came and touched and healed and set me free. And that's why on this date, your report showed this. But after we had prayer and called the elders and we anointed and had Holy Ghost prayer, then this report says gone. That's how that happens. You want to start multiplying this church? Let's start a fire. We need to claim our Pentecostal birthright. And God will grow this thing. We will see victory after victory after victory. The victories will get people here. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, happy, they flocked to Bethany to see what was going on. When souls are, are brought back to life, people are going to come see what's going on. We need to get back to our roots. The power of the Holy Ghost will produce a church. God said He sends His power for us to be witnesses. He gives power to overcome and withstand. God gives power for us to go and evangelize. Who wants to be clothed in power? Let's just stand right now and close our eyes, raise our hands. God, I come to you this morning with an open heart, recognizing our need for the power of the Holy Spirit. God, your word tells us that it's not by power, but by your Spirit. We acknowledge in this place that on our own, we're weak. Our spirit is weak, but through your spirit, we can be strong. God, I ask that you would clothe this church and do this church with the power of the Holy Ghost. God, people who are, are struggling with the concept of Pentecostal church and, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God, if there was ever a time that I'm asking you and the, the need to enlighten our minds and to open our hearts and to open our ears to see what the early church started as. God, it's now. It's now. God, this is not 
something that is supposed to be so confrontational that it splits churches and it splits people and it, it causes chaos and division. Your spirit was sent from upon high to cause a powerful church to raise up and be who you've called us to be. Your Holy Spirit was never meant to cause chaos and confusion. God, touch our human minds to comprehend. Help us to walk and step with your Spirit. God, help us to surrender our will to your will. Remove anything that hinders the Holy Spirit from working in our lives. God, our attitudes, our mindsets, our divisions with one another. God, I want to be endued with power. I want to be clothed with your power. God, grant us wisdom to discern and understand your will. Give us the courage to follow what you've called us to follow. God, to step out when everybody else is scared and staying in. God, I will not bow to culture. I will not bow to culture. There's only one Lord and one God, and you're the only one I will ever bow to. But God, there's a day coming that every knee is going to bow. God, I'm asking you before they make wrong decisions that you give Fountain of Life the courage to find them and to reach them so that when they do bow, they're in right standing with you. show people the love and the truth the message of Jesus Christ to everyone around us and God there may be people standing in right now in this room God they've never experienced you at all they've never experienced the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit and right now your spirit is probably dealing with some hearts like, like I said earlier it, it's your spirit that convicts us it's your spirit that convinces us that we're in, we're in wrong standing with you and that we need to be in right standing. So God, right now, if there be any in this place, under the sound of my voice, God, right now, you're throwing them a lifeline. You're throwing them a lifeline right now. I'm asking you to give them the courage today to make a decision to let you be the rescuer of their life, the savior of their life to become Lord of their life. And to whoever I'm speaking to, it's as simple as this. Jesus said that whosoever call upon the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. If that's you this morning, and you say, Pastor, he's not the Lord of my life. And right now, right here from my seat, I'm lifting my hand and saying, Jesus, I call upon the name of Jesus. If that's you this morning, would you just throw your hand up right now and call on the name of Jesus? Throw that hand up right now. I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on. 
Church, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This ain't no joke. We're living in a world that is so full of evil. There are so many things buying and grabbing our attention and our time. Church, Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for a church that's got their eyes on him and not this world. He said, I would rather you be cold or hot because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. I don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be on fire for God. I'm preaching to me this morning. I'm not exempt from the message. The only problem with me is I get to hear it more than once. I got to write it and read it and study it and everything else. And then say I don't want to preach it. No more lukewarm. Right now with hands raised, will you just ask the Lord to start a fire? Start a fire. Start it with me, Lord. Start a fire. morning you say pastor I want to I want to come forward and make a public confession that I've accepted Christ this morning and I'd like for you to pray with me and the church to pray with me if, if you would like to do that please come please come we want to pray with you this morning This evening we have service at 6.30. We're going to continue in our study and series with the Holy Spirit. But church, when you go home, don't let this message just go in one ear and out the other. Let, soak it in. Yes, we're going to pray for Buster, Mutamay, and also let's continue to remember Charlie. Uh, several of us went and visited him Thursday and uh, he's uh, beginning to look really frail and uh, but he was in good spirits we had uh, prayer with him and uh, got to do a little Bible study with him and and then Lorraine fed us so uh, we didn't expect that part but, uh, but we were able to be able to do that and then my mom and some of my family went and visited with him uh, the, day, the, the next day uh, so it was it was an encouragement to him. Uh, we're going to do that again, men. We're not just going to make that a one-time thing. Uh, I really think he enjoyed that. Uh, we'll go over and do a devotion with him and have prayer again. But uh, remember him. Remember uh, Big Jack. Uh, continue 
to remember um, Jackie's family, to Elena and Lisa and Trina's family. Some of you men want to come up and let's lay hands on happy. We'll close out this way. We'll have prayer for Buster. And then if some of you ladies right there just want to lay hands on Linda, we'll pray for her. And again, continue to pray for uh, Big Jack and Charlie. Um, Brother Kennedy, what uh, what's going on with you? So you you're good report? I mean... Okay, so let's pray for uh, Brother Kennedy as well. Yes, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, if some of you ladies want to come up and lay hands on Katie, she's standing in for Shaylin. That's uh praying for baby there's another in the fire standing next to me there is another in the And should I ever need reminding Oh, power set me free There is a grave that holds nobody Now that power lives in me There is another in the fire Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com folwc, or in person. 
If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.